I'm going to kind of alter just a little bit. I'm, I'm going to stay on kind of the, the, the subject, the thought I had, but I'm going to kind of alter just just because uh, how the, the Lord's moving and, and some various things, and, and you just do that. You just kind of move as He moves. and uh, uh, As I think Brother Keith said there on Sunday night, as you kind of get urged or nudged or whatever, uh, you just kind of go with that. But just this fits right in really with, with even the study we've kind of been on, uh, uh, not so much... Uh, with the other topics, but with the topic that's tonight, because we've just been kind of come out, it was kind of born out of a conversation with a young man uh, about, he wanted to know how I fought sin, how do you fight sin, he wanted to know, and, and uh, you know, we, we talked we talked last week a little, or the week before about, I told you, I said, one of the biggest things, that, or one of the things that really found, was foundational in my life to begin my journey and my fight uh, even against any any of the works of sin was was the fear of God, just fearing God, a genuine reverence, a genuine uh, fear of God, and that 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 was the foundation. That was the beginning of wisdom, the beginning of knowledge. That's where it all began because because I knew He was God and He was Almighty, and I was man and I was a sinner, and I would deserve I would deserve hell should I die at that moment, and just the fear of leaving this world even without him at that time kind of propelled me towards asking him to be my Lord, to be my Savior, to come into my life. But beyond that, beyond that, we talked last week then after that foundational kind of step and move, we talked about, and this was, it was a big thing and it's been it's been my entire Christian walk and, and, and it's been huge in, in fighting the dominion, the power of sin and not letting it rule over this body what we've been preaching out of Romans 6. And, and that was the church. I learned, I learned, man, the church. I, I didn't know it so much even in the beginning, but I learned really quick, man, that the church, the church helps us, helps each one. It's a, it's a, it's a church project to fight sin. It's a church project for perseverance of the saint. We come together and we exhort and we encourage and we edify and we build up and we keep one another accountable and we keep one another responsible and, and we call out and we reach out and we pray for and, and we, in, we encourage and in whatever way we can each other to push on, push on, not to lose our confidence. We strengthen each other's hands. We do. And, and the church has been so huge in my life. And these are just kind of personal things. Like I said, these are not just strictly biblical, although they're all biblical, but these was kind of been the personal things. And, and I tried to, I tried to do it in an order, and it's hard to do it in order because they kind of wash over each other and over overlap and underlap. And but but those those two things, I felt like the first thing was I began to fear God in the way that I should. And then and then the church. When I got saved, the church it just just I've been so fortunate. I've been so blessed all my Christian walk to be in churches. Uh, the one I was saved in, and, and then thereafter, uh, well, thereafter this one. And, 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 and this just, just what it's helped me in my fight with my own personal sin. You ever fight with your own personal sin? And if it had not been for the church, amen, I don't think that the dominion that I've been able to keep out about the dominion, the power of self couldn't have done it. 
But tonight, this is this is without a doubt, without a doubt, and and, and it just fits in perfectly uh, tonight with what's going on. I don't think anything has aided me anymore, and I won't even say this is the the this is not even the, the, its chief office. This is not even what its chief purpose is. But I, I I cannot go past this into anything else unless I bring this out tonight, but and it fits perfectly tonight. But nothing. Nothing no more than the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God. If anything has helped me fight and win the war with sin in my own personal life, it's been His Spirit. His Spirit. Over and over and over again. His Spirit. I was thinking about that because uh, in this conversation, it was really someone was wanting to make want me to make it practical. How do you make it practical? And, 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 and especially when you go to dealing with things of the Spirit. How do you make that practical? But I, 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 this is how I want to say it tonight. And, and I guess this is how I really want to bring it out tonight. But, but Pentecostal theology has been and is my practical theology to fight and sin. It really is. That's my practical way. It's been Pentecostal theology. It's been it's been the work and the move of the Spirit. I know maybe you're out there tonight. Maybe some of y'all are out there tonight. Maybe maybe others that you know that that, that all you need is a well educated theology. That, that may be you. I, I don't really believe that, but maybe you can just have this educated theology and you can fight. You know anything that comes against you as far as sin or, or the sin nature or temptation. But me, I must have a Pentecostal theology deep in my heart, deep in my life, deep driving me. This must be the Spirit of the Lord. It must be. It's had to be. It's had to be. And and the reason I say I don't even know for sure if anybody can really get by with this having an educated theology, although, although it's good to be educated in the world, but in this, in this book, in the Word, but I know it's got to go beyond, it's got to go beyond, it's got to be some experience in that. It can't just be just the dry, unexperienced Word. The Word's got to come alive somewhere. It's got to come alive somehow. And that's what I love about Pentecostal life. Is, is it comes alive. I'm not ashamed of it at all. Not ashamed. I'm not ashamed of anything of the Spirit at all. I thank the Lord for it because I know I know what's kept me. I know what strengthened me. But I, I do, I even question sometimes. I question how, how can it be because even the most, think about this, the, the most fundamental, I guess this would probably be true, the most fundamental theology, theological statement in all of Scripture is, is probably this. It's probably, Jesus is Lord. Ain't that probably, that's probably, I mean, that's, if you really bolt the Bible down, Jesus is Lord would be the most fundamental theological statement that anybody can make. And you know what my Bible tells me in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 3? It even tells me that that cannot be said less by the Spirit. It says that. The Bible tells us that even that statement, you can't even say truly, truly, you might be able to just say it with words, but you can't say it 
from a true heart that Jesus is Lord except by the Spirit of God. The only way. And therefore, that's why I say I think probably, probably everybody has to have deep in them this Pentecostal practicalness where the Spirit functions and the Spirit moves and the Spirit works. I believe that tonight. I believe if you're going to fight it, you're going to need that. I don't, I don't believe there's, I believe if you're, you're already behind without the Spirit. Without the Spirit, I, I believe tonight, without the Spirit, that, that, that when, when flesh and even Scripture collides, when flesh and even Scripture collides, here's what I believe. The flesh will win every time without the Spirit. You understand what I'm saying? When you just read this carnally or you just read this with an educated mind, or you read this void of any spirit, the flesh will walk away from it winning. Without the Spirit's influence, without the Spirit to bring the Word to life, without the Spirit to illuminate in your heart and your soul, the carnal man, the carnal man will walk contrary, the Bible says, contrary to every word, contrary, he'll walk contrary to what God says. You will follow your flesh instead of the things of the Spirit if you're void of the Spirit. There must be. You must have. It's got to be. And that's why I, mean, I encourage. I encourage these moments like we even had tonight. I encourage. That's why I encourage. I love the altar services that we have. Because that, that's, that's what it takes for people to win. I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad we have great preaching, great teaching, great Sunday school. I'm glad we have great this, great that. But I'm going to tell you what it takes. I like what Brother Key said. He can do for us in 10 seconds through his spirit what we can't get done in hours and hours. It's, it's his spirit. It's his spirit. I believe that. I cannot win against it. I cannot win against sin. You cannot win against sin without his spirit. There's just no way. If Jesus, if Jesus before going into the wilderness to do the greatest battle of flesh and spirit and temptation, if he had to be empowered, if he had to be empowered, how much more? How much more? How, how, how under-equipped are we for the battle without? When you look at the disciples' life, you look at their life, pre-Pentecost, Pre-Pentecost, before Acts 2, before, before the Holy Spirit fell in the room and filled them all. That, that, look at them. That, they didn't have much fight about them, did they? There was no fight really there. But, but do you notice afterwards, from Acts 2 on, every one of them, not only did they have fight, but they had fight unto death. To death. They would fight sin or fight the enemy or the evils or the world unto death. That's the difference. That's the difference. And I know that in my life. That's why I seek His Spirit. Because I seek it for, I need it for the fight. I don't even have the energy in my flesh to fight it every day. No, sir. No, sir. 
I don't even have the energy. I don't have near, near enough the stamina, near enough the endurance to fight it. I must have it. Must have it. I want to read you these set of scriptures tonight. Romans, Romans uh, uh, 8. Let's go to Romans 8. I just want to read you these four or five scriptures or, or, or 13. <laughs> and and they're, they're common. And this is, you ain't got to stand. We're already preaching. We're already going. We're already going. Just sit down with me. But, but, and, and this, is not, this is not revelation, I know. But I just want to read. I'm just kind of following this line because it's the Spirit, man. It's the Spirit that gives us this dominion that we hunger for. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. Who listen? Who don't walk after the flesh now, but after the Spirit? For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God sent in His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin condemned sin in the flesh. Thank Jesus! Oh, I thank you, Jesus. That the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us. Because now we don't walk after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For they that are after the flesh, they do mind the things of the flesh. But they that are after the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity. It's against, it goes contrary, it works against. That's what I said, when, when theology and the flesh collides, the natural man, he's going to walk away from the scripture, and he's going to go the way of the flesh, because he's contrary, he's contrary, for, for, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be, verse 8, so then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. But ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so, that the spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken Quicken your mortal bodies by His Spirit that dwelleth in you. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to live the flesh, but to live at, not to live not to the flesh, and to live after the flesh. For if we live after the flesh, you shall die. But if ye through the Spirit, listen, do kill or mortify the deeds of the body, you shall live. It's the Spirit. It's the Spirit. If, if you live by the flesh, you shall die. But if ye through the Spirit, through the Spirit, through the Spirit, we kill, mortify the deeds of the flesh. Through the Spirit, always, always, through the Spirit. Not through rules or even regulations or even willpower. And I appreciate all that. I thank God for people that's got willpower. And got up and want to. Yes, that's right. Yes, yes. It's, it's got to be the Spirit. 
Amen. Glory. It's got to be the Spirit of God. Amen. I think, think about it. I know what he's saying. Hey, without, without the Spirit, I, I know my life. Without the Spirit, I had zero self-control. See, none. None. I had good intentions a lot. I had good thoughts a lot. But zero self-control. It's who I, why, who I was. It's what made me who I was. But when the Spirit of God came into my life, come on, when the Spirit of God came into my life, He, he brought the control. He brought the strength. He brings the energy to fight this thing. You know what? Sin is like our Delilah. It just, you know how Delilah did Samson? Delilah would press him and press him and press him. Every day and every moment she kept pressing and kept pressing and kept wearing. Ain't that how sin does us? It wears and it wears and it wearies us and it we're pressing and pressing. And the spirit, the spirit, the spirit is what gives me the energy not to be Samson, but to keep fighting. Even when I get worn, even after I've been pressed year after year, day after day, hour after hour, moment after moment, second after second. How many knows what I'm talking about tonight? And you're still able, you're still able to, to fight it off and to war on. And to win, I tell you what, I love the Spirit of God because I hate to lose, especially to sin. I hate to lose. I like winning, especially when it comes to this thing called sin. And I thank God for it. You know, in, in the Old Testament, there's an, a, a, a scriptures, there's some scriptures in Ezekiel. I love them scriptures, and it's really dealing with Israel, and I know all that. But it's so applicable to even our life as believers. Uh, Ezekiel 36 and 26, and I'll back up to this because this is, this is like where we get saved. This is like where we get saved where he says, God says, and this is God speaking. God says, I'll give you a new heart. I'll give you a new heart. But then he says, a new spirit will I put within you. I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh. How many knows that's what happens when we get saved? That old stubborn, that old rebellious heart. That's why we encourage people to be born again. That's why we encourage people to call on Christ to be their Savior. Because you are, you're stubborn and you're rebellious and you push against God. And when you get saved, He, he gives us a new heart, a soft one, one that will be mindful, one that will yield. He says, I'll give it, verse 27 is really what I want you to see. And listen, and this is what He says, and I will put my spirit, He says, my spirit, I will put my spirit within you. And listen, and because of that, we're able to what? He'll cause you to walk in his statutes. There's a strength. There's a, there's no chance. There's no hope. There's no way to walk in his ways without the spirit of God. You must. He must. My that's why that's why man every service I believe this. I've been doing this after I got saved, I got, I figured out, I figured out there's something in this worship. I, I don't know. I, it wasn't too long after I got saved. And I was kind of quiet about it at first because, I, you know, I, I, I just didn't know, didn't know about all y'all. But, but, but I tried to be quiet about it. And, and, but, but yet I was, I was over there doing it. I was over there doing it because I learned something. They, they, in, this, in, this, in this 
corporate worship, I learned, I learned, and there was things moving I didn't ever know was moving. There were things happening. There were things going on. There was, there was things going on in my life, and it was, it was allowing me to walk in his ways. I would leave that place. I would leave that place of worship. I'd leave that place of worship strengthened. I'd leave that place of worship encouraged. I'd leave that place of worship uh, 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 able to, to fulfill what God wanted me to do, able to work and to walk out his word. Amen. Amen. I thank the Lord for that. And that's that's why I, every you know what? If you know the Spirit of God is real, how many in here thinks the Spirit of God is real tonight? Well, let me ask you something. How much, if we know that, ought not we seek more and more and more of it every time we gather? Every If we know it's real, ought not we really just go gung-ho after it even more and more and more? Are you hearing me? Are you getting it? I believe that. If it's really real, ought not, that's the way I kind of approached it. That's the way I began to flow in. That's the way I began to seek. I said, I, I noticed, I noticed right off the bat, many years ago, Poppy, many years ago, I noticed right, when, 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 when Sister Martha would cut loose, I noticed, I said, there's things going on in here I ain't never felt before. And it wasn't just called Sister Martha. It's because something was nudging me down deep that I ain't never felt nudged about. And I knew, I knew something going on in here. Something happened in here. And, and I, I realized, I realized I got to have more of this. I've got to have more of this. And we can't be silly Galatians who start by the Spirit and think we can finish some other way. That was silly Galatians, foolish Galatians who started in the Spirit but thought, well, I'll just, I'll just cruise out and finish this other way, this fleshly way or this carnal way. No, if you do, you will lose the sin every time. Sin will whip you. you got, you got to go yet more and more after Him. I started in the Spirit, and I'm going to finish in the Spirit. I'm going to finish deeper in the Spirit. I learned, I learned, I learned, I learned that, that a lot of times we just have these fragmented, if you will, experiences. I believe that's why Paul calls us to be filled with the Spirit. Keep being filled because we, we don't get it all in one, in one sermon. Ever, I'm thankful. I'm thankful for some of the big servants I've had. I'm thankful for that first big servant. I am. I'm thankful. I'm thankful for that for that first big servant that I got. But I learned I didn't get it all, and I don't. I don't just live off that one big servant. But I keep coming back to be refilled and refilled and refilled, because if I don't. I'll not win this battle. I'll not win this battle. I'll not, I'll not win this battle over my flesh. There's not enough strength in me. There's not enough power in me. When I got saved, I had too great of addictions to win any other way. Alcoholism was too big in my life. I had to find me a Pentecostalism. To take care of that. I had, I had to not be drunk with wine, but being filled with the Spirit. That's what I had to do. Because there's some great things, there's some mighty things. You know what I've learned? At, at all through the years, 
in his spirit. They, and, and like I said, this is, not even, I, this is not even the main office of the spirit. I know that. I know what the spirit comes with. The spirit comes, what Acts 2 tells us, it comes primarily, purposely, number one, is to make us witnesses, to make us proclaimers. Of the God. That's why, that's why we are endued with the Spirit on high, so we can proclaim this message. But I'm going to tell you what, a mighty work of the Spirit that keeps us as, pro, as, as, as proclaimers that are fit anyway, or proclaimers that, that can speak the message to a world that's watching, is the work of the Spirit that, 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 keep, that keeps sin beat down. Beat back. It's sanctification. I know we don't talk about it no more, but sanctification. The work of the Spirit. I remember, I know you remember. I know some of y'all remember. We used, to, we, we used to hear that all the time. Sanctification. I don't even know when the last time I heard that. Sanctification by the Spirit of God. Yes, it is. It sure enough is. It's Scripture over and over again. And it's a work. And without it, without it, you don't win that battle. Ever. But, but, but in... In the minute, I've I learned some things, and, and I, I'm gonna have to hurry because I'm about done. But and I'm gonna even get Brother Keith to come back here in just a minute. But here's just a couple of things that, that in my own personal life, if I was just gonna throw them out to somebody, or just gonna talk about them a little bit, that 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 that, that I've learned that that where the Spirit has helped me, where the Spirit's helped me in this battle of sanctification, helped me in this battle of of, of winning against sin, trying to take dominion over me. But but it was in chapter eight of that. Verse, the verse, it quickens. Don't, don't the spirit quicken? It quickens this mortal body. It quickens. And, and how many times, how many knows that, that, that sin deadens us? I, I mean, we are, first of all, initially dead, and it must, it takes the spirit to quicken us to even know, to, to bring us to life enough to even know there's a God. But, but even, even as believers, sometimes, I've seen it, they get deadened to sin. And it takes, it takes the Spirit of God to quicken again. That's why, that's, that's, the, that's the power, that's, that's the awesome. It's to quicken, to bring us to, around, to take us to a place where our eyes, our blind, because that's what's happening. If you're a believer and you're in sin, your eyes are blinded. Satan has blinded our eyes. It is. I'm telling you the truth. And it takes the Spirit of God to open, to enlighten to our blinded eyes. To bring our vision, to bring our vision around, to, to be able to see truth. To see truth. You ever try to talk to somebody who can't see truth? My Jesus. It takes the Spirit. I've learned I can't do it. I can't make people see truth. It takes the Spirit of God. Because I, I can talk to I'm blue. I can I can reason. I can bring scripture after scripture, but less the Spirit of God. Opens and enlightens them eyes. And the same thing with conviction, because that's the big work that goes on. That's the big, that's the big work of the Spirit. This conviction, it brings conviction. It illuminates, it, 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 it almost forces us to see the truth. It almost forces us. And I've learned that. I, I've been preaching a long time. I know this brother has been preaching much, much longer, and I believe he'll agree with this. I've never, I personally have never been able to convict another man. Ever. I've tried. Nope. But I've even tried. I've been so concerned, so worried, 
I I tried to tell sad. I could tell sad. I could tell sad enough story. I could tell a I could tell a dog a cat story make the dog cry. But I can't convict another man. How many know what I'm talking about? You can't. I can't. And it takes the spirit of God. It takes the spirit of God. Uh, uh, to, 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 to make sin appear sin. To really that they see sin as sin. Because the world's full, full of folk, even believers who don't see sin as sin. And, and to the point, not only just see it, but be overwhelmed with it. Over, that, don't that what it takes? That, if you're going to win this, you've got to be overwhelmed with the fact that that's sin. That's sin. I believe that tonight. I believe that. that what is it the, the psalmist said? That some, maybe not the psalmist, but somewhere in my, maybe it's just in my mind, but, but it, well, my corruption has been made known to me. I realize it. I see it. I see it. I feel it. I understand it. And, and it strips, if you will. I, I, in that, in that, when conviction is right, when the Spirit of God is working conviction, sin is stripped of its excuses. And we'd have no more. And we know, we don't even look for them. We don't even try to because the conviction is so real. That's true conviction. When a man lays, he don't even offer an excuse. He just says, that's sin. And he's overwhelmed with it. And it's repenting. There's repentance. That's repentance. That's where repentance comes. That's where the battle is being won. Conviction is a great thing. Conviction is a great thing. I'm going to tell you, when the Spirit of God's moving and there's conviction going on, it's a great thing. That's God working. That's God working to save lives. That's God working to save you misery. That's God working to save you trouble. That's God at work. That's the Spirit of God laying the axe right to the root. Right to the root. And only the Spirit of God can do that. He lays the axe right to the root, right to the source. Amen. Flesh, you know what I've learned? Flesh will spare sin over and over. This doesn't got quiet. I done preached them quiet. I was afraid of that. I know that. The way the Spirit was moving, I said, well, Lord, that was one of them times I was like, I don't know what you want me to do. I'm hung between here. I said, I'll preach what I got. I'm going to preach them quiet, but here goes. But the Spirit of God lays the axe to the root, and flesh, flesh will spare it. Flesh will spare it over and over and over, over and over and over again. Amen. 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 But I, I, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to kind of cut it short. But you just think what a perseverance the Spirit has been in our life. How it's preserved us. How much. I think about the Spirit of the Lord and how it's, it's saved me in my, some of my, my hardest hours of temptation. Had it not been for the Spirit of God. Yes. Woo. Makes me happy. I don't know why you ain't shouting. Because God's Spirit saved you in your darkest hour. When you were to give in and give up or you'd have moved into something that would have been devastating. Brung your life down. But God, 
walked with you just like he did with Jesus in the wilderness. And when the temptation come, the Spirit of God rose up in you. My God. Hey, what a guide he is. No wonder they call He's a guy. No wonder it says he leads into all truth because he does. He, he says it's an auction, an auction that you don't even need me tonight. It's an auction. If the Spirit of God is moving right, you don't even, you didn't even need the preacher to get up. Because he'll lead. Oh, come on, Brother King. He'll lead. Yes, he did, didn't he? By which I really enjoy, too. But I'm thankful tonight. One last thing I want to mention to you. The Spirit of God, even, even in the midst of all those other things, I want to mention this, too, because I, in Romans 5, it talks about how how when the Spirit of God comes, he, he brings the love of God all in our hearts. And I have found that. All those other things, I found them to be needful. And I've needed them to win the battle. But I've needed him to spread that love over and over again in my heart. Because, you know, it's true. It's true where iniquity abounds, where sin abounds, love does grow cold. And I've needed, I've needed the, 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 the hand of the Spirit bring fresh love. Whoa! To bring Filled with the Spirit. Be filled. You, you are now dear children of God, Ephesians 5 tells you. He starts that out. You are now dear, and now you don't walk like you used to. You don't walk with them that used that walk like that anymore. Now you're dear children of God. And he said, You don't take of these things, and you're not of this no more, and you're not that no more. And then he brings them all the way through, and then he and then he says, and he says, and be filled with the Spirit. Be filled. Field. Be filled. Because it's the winning, it's the winning, it's the, it's the, what wins the battle. What wins the war. It's what wins the war. It's that simple. I believe tonight. I believe tonight. If you fear the God, if you fear God, you're in, you in a good church, you're in a church that'll hold you accountable or, or challenge you or exhort you or encourage you or be with you. And and you 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 tie into his 